The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I not only say the things I need to say, but the things I think you need to hear. And your feelings, they're not a factor. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. So we're going to start out the episode as we do by saying Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, Javier, Fitz McShane, Al Jefe, Craig, El Devlin, and El Morte. Thank you guys for your support. It means a lot to me. So, uh, so anyway, this episode will be coming out the 19th of December, uh, 2023. And it's got me thinking a lot of shows as they're we're approaching the end of the year, we're kind of winding down, looking back, doing wrap ups, doing reviews of the year, doing greatest hits stuff. There's a, there's a lot of different podcasts out there doing a lot of different shit, but that's not me. I'm going to talk about the dumb shit that is stuck in my craw this week, and uh, there's been no shortage of it. The The world is not getting better, despite the fact that we're living in what, when I was a child, was promised to be the future. We were supposed to have flying cars and shit. Instead, we have people who don't know what naughty bits they're supposed to be having and saying they're born in the wrong body, and it's realistically just such a ridiculous fucking thing. The whole... I, like I said, I've I've said it ad nauseum. If you gotta tr- be transit to do what you feel is your truth and live your best life, so be it. Once you're a fucking adult, leave the kids alone. That's the only issue I have with that whole nonsense. Is people trying to say, oh well, these trans kids, these trans kids, kids don't know what they are yet because they don't have a sexual identity. And the fucking weirdos that are trying to push that shit on kids are fucking you know perverts at best. I mean, they're it's delusional. It's, it's the, the term groomer fits in this case. And the thing is, I know, I know, you know, trans individuals who are perfectly decent human beings who want the kids left alone. I'm not going to do one of those. Oh, well, I have a lot of trans friends. I have a lot of gay friends. I have a lot of these friends. You know, all that horse shit. It's disingenuous. I have friends. I don't judge my friends based on their qualifications, characteristics, or quote unquote identities. I judge my friends based on whether or not they're decent fucking people. And that's realistically all I give a shit about. If you're a decent person, I'll treat you like a decent person. If you're a piece of shit, I'm going to treat you like a piece of shit. And, um, wow, this got derailed really fucking quickly. <laughs> but yeah, the world's still going nuts. The We still have literally tens of thousands of illegal immigrants pouring into this country daily. The Biden administration is still refusing to do anything about it. The only way they're willing to consider doing anything about the border is if it's tied into funneling more money into Ukraine and more warmongering, more bullshit. Uh, Congress is getting ready to go into its Christmas break. Having done nothing, all the Democrats, all the leftists, and all the professional war hawks are trying to 
cry out about how this is just so irresponsible of them to go off on vacation for three weeks, leaving all this stuff unattended, all these important things undone. Meanwhile, they're passing bills that basically are, you know, the Patriot Act on steroids, allowing warrantless spying on U.S. citizens, so you, me, everybody. Uh, yeah, that smartphone that's in your pocket listening to you and targeting ads that you just talked about with your significant other, and all of a sudden you got all the Facebook ads popping up trying to sell you this shit. Yeah, that same smart device is completely able to spy on you on behalf of the government because you may be saying or thinking or doing something that they don't want you to do. Unless you're like me and you're just blatantly talking about this shit because you don't care if the government thinks you're a bad guy or whatever. Um, because honestly, I, I, I'm done caring. Uh, but on the other side of that coin, there's still a little hope. Uh, Javier Millier, the guy who got elected in Argentina on the premise of saying we're done with all this government waste we're going to go in we're going to slash everything you know an actual libertarian candidate who says people and capitalism are going to be responsible for things we're going to get rid of all this government waste and corruption yeah his first day in office came and passed uh, in the last week and he did exactly what he said he was going to do he slashed through that place like a fucking you know just like a, a a weed whacker through a fucking overgrown bush. He cut the number of official government ministries from 21 to 9. That is fucking fantastic. That's amazing. And, you know, we could take a page out of that book. It would do a huge step in eliminating some of the bureaucracy because a large port, the, the federal government being as bloated and worthless as it is, is in large part to do these bureaucracies that exist for no reason other than to exist. And um, we have career politicians, you know, these lifelong parasites who their our vested interest is in keeping that going. So they're not going to take anything out of Millier's book ever because that would make too much fucking sense. And God forbid we actually have a functioning government in this country. No, we need to have a bloated, worthless bureaucracy because otherwise all these bloated, worthless bureaucrats no longer serve any purpose. And... Um, yeah, so but that happened. That gives me a little bit of hope. Maybe there's a chance. Maybe America won't have to turn into a third world country before we pull our heads out of our asses. Now, the open border, the massive inflow of illegal immigrants, that seems to be accelerating our decline into a third world country. Every major deep blue city right now that is being fucking overwhelmed by the floods of immigrants that they were all for them coming here when they were not their problems. All the most vocal proponents of we are going to remain sanctuary cities. We are going to be the open door and the welcoming light that this country promises to all these poor indigent motherfuckers. Yeah, they should change their tune pretty fucking quick when it actually comes down to crunch time. Um, Mayor Adams, the guy in New York who was campaigning on a, a like oh we're a sanctuary city we will always be a sanctuary city these are the ideals america stand for you know blue 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 party line blue party line dr bang the drum harder he is now like preaching the apocalypse is coming across the southern border this new york city will fall under the weight of these migrants they can't handle anymore we need to address this illegal immigration now because it's draining our city to the point where we can't deal with it anymore and you've got, you know, Mayor Governor Holchels, who's still just that worthless sack of fucking guts. She is, you know, doubling down on all her bullshit because literally it doesn't directly impact her at fucking all. So she still doesn't fucking care. She is the worst kind of uh, leftist parasite piece of shit. 
she loves to beat the drum in the name of equality and humanity as long as it doesn't actually directly impact her at fucking all, which seems to be okay with her. I mean, let Mayor Adams have to deal with the bullshit. That's his problem. And it's not just New York. It's every deep blue city that's got these problems. Every major metropolitan area that is being overwhelmed by the fuckheads that are being let into the country because they were fine with it when it was like Texas and New Mexico's problem. I'm not really going to ball California with that, even though California had a massive influx of illegal immigrants for years. They were the productive ones. They weren't these new flavor of illegal immigrants. And it was when the borders were more secure and there were only so many coming through. And a lot of the times they, when it was smaller numbers, they're disappearing off into, into, you know, the rest of the country. And they're here to work and send money back home to make better lives for their families. As opposed to the new motherfuckers that are coming through, they're getting handed, you know, debit cards with like five grand on it and sell free cell phones and all this other shit. And it's very well coordinated. There is tons of footage of this happening. It's not being really portrayed in any of the mainstream media outlets, but it's all over the internet. That's one of the best things about like the current, I mean, X Twitter, whatever the fuck you want. I'm still really, I'm never going to think of it as X. It's always going to be fucking Twitter to me, but on, on that platform, realistically like the last huge bastion of free speech and they're coming after Elon from every fucking direction. But that's, you know, besides the point that is where you're going to go and you're going to see this shit. And there's going to be people, you know, commenting on it, calling it bullshit, calling it people who are against it, phobes and bigots and all this other shit. But there's people out there talking to these guys when they're crossing the border, they're coming here. They're not all like central American migrants. They're not South American migrants. They're coming from all over the world and they're coming across that unsecured Southern border. Tens of thousands of Asians, like I said a couple of weeks ago, this is documented in the last couple of days. We have some of the biggest numbers of individual crossings. We have the federal government is pulling like transportation agents and shit like that off of their regularly assigned details to come help process the massive influx of illegal fucking aliens. So it's not like they're processing legal aliens and they're documenting who they are, where they're going and what they're there for. No, they're just getting them across the border, getting them their free shit and getting them on buses, apparently. And they're flooding the country. And it's deliberate at this point. The fact that Sleepy is tying his, well, you know, whoever's handling Sleepy is tying any kind of even conditions of looking at doing anything about this shit to funneling more money into the war machine tells you what the actual masters are really concerned about. And it's not keeping this country safe. Now, the way the career parasites have been handling these issues and this is just my my thoughts on the matter. Realistically, it falls under a violation of oath of office because every single politician at the federal level has taken an oath when they are sworn in to do their duties to defend and uphold the Constitution of the United States of America and to defend this country. And none of them are following through on it. Literally, every single one of these motherfuckers could be brought up on violation of oath of office, dereliction of duty, irresponsibility, failure to perform the assigned duties of their office. There are so many things that should be thrown at these motherfuckers, but it doesn't, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. We would need literally every American in the country would have to start funneling all of their money into legal funds to start fighting the government in court. And you're not going to win under those circumstances. That's when, you know, the leaders start getting visits from alphabet boys who, you know, all of a sudden you just, slipped and accidentally stabbed yourself 37 fucking times in the back and it gets ruled a suicide. It's a very dangerous prospect to try and take on the powers that be in their own fucking court. 
which is why the Constitution was written, why the Bill of Amendment, Bill of Rights was ratified by the, the uh, founding fathers, because they foresaw shit getting to this point, and they didn't want the people to be slaves to the government. They wanted the government to be servants of the people. And somewhere along the lines, that got lost. But like I said, there's always hope that things will get better. I try, I'm trying not to be too negative. You know, the year's wrapping up. Uh, new, new year, new potential, new, new chances for things to go good. Trying to be cautiously optimistic. I also am trying to figure out how I'm going to get my hands on 30 grand in the next, uh, you know, 60 days. But that's, that's, that's an errand problem. That's a, unless any of my listeners happen to be secretly rich and you want to send me 30 G's, that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't think that's really the case. I think my listeners are a bunch of other people just like me and a bunch of podcast hosts who are also broke hobbyists who do this for the love and not because they're looking for the next place to sink all their money into. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. So that's something that went on is uh, Millie went, got into office and took a chainsaw to the fucking bureaucracy and good for him. Now on the other side of that, um, something else he did was he decided to devalue the peso. Now I'm not an economist, but I think that ties into whole, his whole wanting to get rid of uh, Argentina's centralized banking system and returning and getting rid of fiat currency and doing things to stabilize their markets, which I don't see that as a bad thing. I see that as with my limited understanding uh, of you know macro-level economics, it seems like the sensible thing to do. It's not like having their version of the Fed is going to do them any better than our version of the fucking Fed is doing, which in case you're living under a fucking rock is absolutely nothing. They're horrible economic. The, the Fed, the, the people who are running the Fed have no business having that kind of responsibility or authority because they are literally doing the worst fucking job I could imagine in this situation. You would do better to have a fucking chicken walking around and with a bunch of buttons and whatever button it pecks at happens to make the next call. I think we'd probably have better results than the fucking executive members of the board of the fed. They're fucking clowns. But, um, yeah, I'm really not going to get into that too much this week. Um, I'm going to get to the other thing that's really stuck in my craw and I'm going to do that after inserting an ad for a friend of the show here. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Tabby. And we're the Grace Taproom Podcast. Be sure to check out our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash Grace Taproom Podcast, too. There you can find our partnership with Hollowed Sense. Buy us a coffee because we definitely need it. All of our socials, listening platforms, and our merch store. And if you love our show enough, please feel free to subscribe to our Patreon. We have three amazing tiers starting from $3, $5, and $10 with a bunch of great content all over the place. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't text and drive. Don't drink and drive. Always drink responsibly. You heard her. Do it. Tap room closed. Sometimes people have a story to tell. It could be a story of triumph or a story of sorrow. However, it's their story. It's important to keep their story authentic, in their own words, and delivered in a delicate way. That's where Unfiltered Discussions podcast comes in. I'm Brian Howard. I talk with my guests about tough subjects and pivotal moments. I'd love for you to hear their stories. Subscribe to Unfiltered Discussions on your favorite podcast platform. Let's ensure their stories are heard. Download, subscribe, and listen to Whiskey Hill Podcast. We're the new show that doesn't hold back on today's ridiculousness. 
We're not on the right and we're not on the left. We call it the way we see it and we're going to make you laugh while doing it. Throw in some great craft beer and you cannot lose. Download Whiskey Hell Podcast anywhere you enjoy listening and check out whiskeyhellpod.com for more. All right, so now that those promos are done and it's three very good friends of the show, well... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's a lot more than three, actually. It's, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six people represented in those three ads, three shows that are good friends of the show. Um, and if you're another podcaster and you actually listen to me on a regular basis, I'm going to just, I've put this stuff out on social media as much as I try to remember to. If you've got an ad for a show and you want me to stick it in here and run it, you're going to have to reach out to me and let me know. I'm, I'm done chasing people, looking for people to interact with. I'm done going out and asking people to give me promos and, know, filler and stuff like that, because I ask and I ask and I ask, and I really, I'm tired of hounding people so I can try and plug their shit. Uh, one of the things I've really come to love, I've been working on the show for over three years now. Um, I've, the community is really the best thing about it. I mean, yes, it's, it's interesting to sit here and basically work my thought patterns and trying to get things straightened out in my own mind. Cause realistically, that's what you're getting when you listen to these episodes is you're getting me working through my thoughts. It's not, it's not scripted. It's research to the extent of me going out to try and satisfy my own curiosity to make myself better educated and better aware of these things. And then I sit down and I talk, try and talk through them and I try and work it out and telling people things I think they need to hear things. People, people should be more aware of that. They may not necessarily be thinking about, Sometimes reality checks because there are things out there that are stuck in my craw. And if I don't talk about them, I'm going to have a fucking stroke. And so it's therapy for me. It's a way to work through my thought processes. It's a glimpse inside of my head for everybody that actually listens to the show on a regular basis. And part of me still really is surprised that people do listen to the show on a weekly basis. Um, you know, and it, it has its good weeks and it has its bad weeks and, I'm terrible about SEO stuff and optimization and marketing and promotion and all that other shit. I really, I don't plug the pod. I don't make announcement posts on social media. Every time a new episode comes out, I don't really do any of the shit that I should be doing. If I was serious about growing the pod other than going out and interacting with other people that I like and friends that I've made doing podcasting and periodically throwing my hat in the ring to say, Hey, I'd love to sit down and be a part of your show. I'd like to come be a guest. I'd like to have you come be a guest on my show. And that goes for pretty much everybody. You don't have to be a podcaster. If you would like to come on this show and talk to me, I, I like talking to people in case you missed, if you're newer to the show and you haven't seen or listened to any of the episodes I've done with guests in the past, very rarely is it a structured, like planned out. This is why we're here. And this is what you're here to talk to me about. It's more just me having conversations with people. It's, it becomes a conversational podcast as opposed to me having a conversation with the monitor as I watch the audio waves to, so I, you know, edit live stream 
where I can see things like when I keep saying, you know, and I've been told I say, you know, way too much. It's one of my vocal tics. And I have gotten to the point where I can notice that waveform pattern when I'm watching the audio translate onto my computer. And that's how I catch it. Now, I've left a couple of them in here deliberately because that's what I'm talking about. So I figure I might as well accent that by having the you knows in there. But that is one of my vocal tics. And I try and get most of them out of there and have it seem to flow naturally and organically still. But that is one of those things I say, you know, a whole bunch. And you'll pick that up more in the conversations where I'm talking to people because that's just a vocal tick for me. That's where my brain is catching up to my mouth, more or less. But yeah, I love I love the community that I've gotten involved with here through the independent podcasting community. And since a large portion of my listeners are probably, based on what I can tell at least, other podcasters, you guys understand it's 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 a labor of love as much as anything else. There are those of us that are way more serious about it. There's are those of us that are less serious about it, like me, the more casual, just doing it for the sake of doing it. There are the people who they should be great because they're doing all the right things, and they just, for some reason, haven't caught on yet. And those are the people I want to get more awareness of, the people I want to throw more attention to. The shows that I run ads for on here, I mean, I've basically been running the same set of ads a lot of the shows that I really enjoyed that I really wanted to support and encourage are unfortunately kind of fallen by the wayside. We've seen a lot of die off in the podcast community in the last couple of years. It seems to be upticking, at least for me personally, a lot in the last few months where shows that were part of my routine have either come to their natural organic end or for some external reason, just stop being able to record or stop functioning. And it seems like most of them didn't really go out with like any kind of beef or the hosts wanting to kill each other or anything. They just, they reached their natural conclusion for whatever reason or real life intervened because that's the thing about the independent podcast community. None of us are making a living doing this shit. We're not paying our bills talking into the microphone like the celebrities that are out there who make ridiculous deals to do what we do for fun. And I'm not trying to bitch, maybe maybe a little bit. I'm not trying to be jealous or petty about the whole thing. But when you get like already established comedians who decide, eh, we're going to throw our hat in the podcast ring, and they, they come with a team. They don't do all the work themselves. They don't market themselves. They don't promote themselves. They get together, they do the fun part, and then they fuck off, and they make bank doing it. And they're already making bank from their careers as stand-up individuals or whatever they were doing before that. And I'm thinking, I mean, obviously the like penultimate one is Rogan, who was a stand-up comedian, and then he was a reality show host, and then he was a MMA commentator, and now he's the most successful podcaster on the planet. And he gets to talk to the most interesting people in the fucking world and generally sits around getting high while he's doing it, and he gets to learn whatever he wants to learn about. He gets to talk to people who admittedly know more than him about everything. And he gets to go out there and expand his mind and learn. And he seems like, I mean, love him or hate him. The guy takes things where all the people that want to fault him and say, he's this like monkey alpha male motherfucker. He's willing to listen to people who know more about him than a subject and try and expand his understanding. So you got to give him credit for that. Now, granted the whole, like, you know, all the DMT and all the other shit that he's gotten way into, eh, that's those, those episodes aren't so fun for me. And I really don't listen to Rogan. I don't listen to any of the big name podcasters. And it's not because I'm some hipster like, oh, they're not real podcasters. They're rich. 
it's more that their shows are longer, more highly produced, and I just don't have the fucking time. I don't have, I, I mean, I have a limited amount of time in my day. I, my first priority is to support my friends and listen to their shows because I enjoy what they're doing and I want them to know that people are out there appreciating what they do. Second tier after that is there are some more mid tier, I guess you'd call them. I mean, people that are actually making a living off of whether it be their podcast or social media careers, or they're, they're slightly bigger. They have more significant followings. They make social media posts that get views anywhere in the hundreds of thousands to millions, whatever, depending on the, the overall arc of things. And I'm thinking of a couple specific people here, but they, they get some of my attention, but not much because they still at least have that approachability. They still seem to appreciate their, their fans and their, their supporters. And that, that means something to me. Now the big guys, you know, you get like two bears, one cave, Rogan, any of those fucking massive things like, you know, Bill Burr's podcast, any of these people that have massive followings and they are going to get 10,000 streams the day their episode drops, if not more. Yeah, they, they, they are not a priority for me. If, if somebody tells me that one of those shows has something on that I need to go listen to, I'll go check it out. Or if I'm really bored and the episode description seems interesting, I might check it out. But none of those guys are at the top of the list on my radar. I, they're just not that significant to me. And this is really not what I intended the second half of the show to be about, but I seem to have distracted myself as I want to do and sidetracked myself. And here we are. You guys are along for the ride as I ramble my way back to trying to remember what got me started on this kick anyway. Um, Honestly, still a little under the weather, still not feeling 100%. Don't know if it's a cold. I, I know it's not the vid because it's not. Um, I don't have any of the symptoms. So if I have asymptomatic COVID again, I'm dealing with it. But I just, you know, brain fog. I've actually had brain fog basically since I did get confirmed COVID, which was like a year ago. Apparently, I'm one of the long COVID sufferers or however else they're trying to deal with it. But... um. Yeah, so anyway, the last thing I wanted to talk about is a combination of a couple of things. And the first part of it is, now, if you're new to the show and you picked, honestly, you picked a weird time to start listening to the podcast. But if you found us, hey, welcome aboard. Thanks for coming. I hope I don't run you off immediately. Or if I do, that means you're fucking weak and that's your shortcoming, not mine. If I said something so blatantly offensive to you that you just needed to run off and never ever listen to me again now if i'm boring you that's great um i can accept that i'm not for everybody i'm not everybody's cup of tea but if i got you in your feelings and you're just pissed off that you wasted your time listening uh yeah you're weak you're a failure you should have been a blowjob and i really hope something bad happens to you and takes you out of the breeding pool before you have your own weak seed limp-wristed worthless ass kids who are not going to be able to like pick up a shovel because their musculature is going to be so weak and so fragile and their personalities are going to be so vapid and non-existent because their parents were weak-minded, vapid, non-existent twat waffles. So, wow, shit, there's a lot of vitriol coming out of that one. But maybe it's just because I'm getting warmed up for this last thing I want to talk about. Now, uh, Southwest has recently knuckled under to... Uh, Somebody who I honestly have been bad mouthing quite liberally uh, because 
this girl is a piece of garbage and what she stands for is fucking pathetic. And those of you that are a little more on top of things may have actually put two and two together and figured out what I'm going to talk about. Southwest has recently caved into the fat fucks. And I really have no problem calling these worthless land whales out because anybody who's out here pitching morbid obesity acceptance is not your friend. They are not good people. They are not doing some morally superior act. They are not providing any worth or quality to humanity as an overall contribution to the species. What they are doing is glorifying their absolute laziness, their horrible self-discipline, their lack of self-control, their piss-poor lifestyles that have been scientifically proven to shorten lifespans, lead to poor health, and generally decrease the quality of life while increasing the cost of maintenance, which goes into medical care, drugs, food, all this other shit. These fat fucks who want to be told it's okay that they are fucking land whales and they need to be accommodated by society because otherwise that's discrimination and you're fat phobic and all this other shit. I'm saying this as someone that currently weighs in at like 380 fucking pounds. Now, granted, I'm six feet tall, and I part it on the side so it doesn't look like it's all in the front. But I'm a big dude. I'm not nearly as muscular as I used to be. When I was muscular, I was still weighed like 280 pounds. I've never been a small guy. I will never be a small fucking guy. Even when I get back into shape. And fucking A, you better believe I've been working my ass off trying to get back into shape. I'm very proud of the progress I've made over the last year. I've gone down six pants sizes at the minimum, probably eight, depending on if you really want to count my last pair of pants. The the biggest pair of pants I ever bought were always a little loose. And I did that because I figured I was going to get fucking fatter. But I've gone down eight pants sizes from that pair of pants in the last year. And I'm proud of that fucking fact because I worked my ass off to get there. Now, the number on the scale has not gone down nearly keeping pace with the number on the clothing, but you can chalk that up to muscle is denser than fat. And I've been working out four to five days a week minimum. A couple of weeks, I even got six days a week in there, which was kind of fun. But, you know, Saturdays are usually for doing shit around the house and I don't have time to run to the gym, but some days I do get to do it. And it's always, eh, well, actually, I'm not going to say it's always great. Um, it's not bad. It's more people than I like. I like going to the gym at 630 in the morning when there's basically all other adults that are getting, we're going to get in a quick workout before they go to start their day at work. I don't have to deal with like teenage shitheads that are in there grab assing around and being stupid. I don't have to deal with the maybe like freshman level college kids that are in there just being them. And now realistically, I think that's probably because around here, any of the freshman level college kids are not here. They're off at college and we'll see how things work out. But during the summer, I'm in there in the morning before work too. So college kids don't get up early in the morning during the summer. So that's fine. I don't have to deal with those fuckheads. And, you know, realistically, I don't have to deal with a lot of the stuff that if you go online and look into social media, all the stuff that the other like social media fitness influencers are complaining about, I don't have to deal with most of that shit because of when I go. I don't go in the afternoons. I don't go, you know, in the middle of the day during the weekends when the all the people are there. I don't have to deal with people with tripods set up uh, where I work out. I'm I'm not some fancy person. I'm not working out at some powerlifter gym. At least not now. Um, I'm actually just going to the Y we have very nice, uh, YMCA system in the area I live in. 
with my membership, I get access to three different YMCAs. Uh, they have, you know, basketball courts, indoor tracks, full weight rooms. The one I go to has a, the weight room's pretty modern. I mean, there's a lot of new equipment in there, tons of treadmills, tons of bikes, tons of rowing machines, uh, weight machines, pin machines, free weights, plates, the whole, the whole shebang. They have trainers, they have classes, they have a lap pool, they have a pool with water slides, they have a steam room, a sauna, they have multiple basketball courts, they have an indoor track, they have an outdoor track, they have soccer fields, and it's like 50 bucks a month. It's uh, for me, it's a great deal. I get my money's worth every month out of this. And I'm out here busting my ass trying to stay healthy because I want to be alive to see my grandkids someday. Now, like I said, Southwest has caved into particularly this one fat broad that's on TikTok. And if me calling her a fat broad is offending you, you got to understand that's actually nicer than what I wanted to say. This 23, I believe, year old fucking land whale started this whole campaign because she didn't think it was fair that she had to pay for a second seat because her fat ass was too wide to fit into a single passenger seat. And, of course, she's flying economy. She's not flying business or, or first class because those seats are wider because when you pay for more, you get more. That's how the world is supposed to work. You're not entitled to more and paying less. Well, this fat bitch goes on TikTok to her however many thousands of followers she has, and she's a body positivity influencer, and she's a travel influencer. She's also fucking humongous. And I'm saying this from the depths of my, like, realistic approach of I'm a great big motherfucker my damn self. Well, I'm going to explain something to you as to how fat this girl had to be. I've flown multiple times over the course of my life. I have never needed a second seat. I've never needed a seatbelt extender. Now, granted, at my largest, at my heaviest, I hadn't been on a plane in years. I might have needed the seatbelt extender. I've never been so wide that I needed two fucking seats. There's a couple times where I would have liked two fucking seats. I Last time I was on a plane, I flew business class and realized I'm never going back to fucking coach again. I don't care. I will miss a flight. I will fucking do what I got to do. I'm flying business class and up. Because that's the way to fucking go. It's more comfortable. You got more room. Fuck it. I, I mean, I don't go anywhere anyway, so it's not like I'm flying anywhere on a regular basis. But even if I was, business class rocks. But I digress. So this broad starts this campaign saying she thinks it's discriminatory and it's fat phobic that they're not accommodating her need to have two fucking seats on a plane so she can comfortably fly places. Now, here in the world of reality, if you need extra resources, you're not owed those extra resources, particularly not for things like luxury items like traveling. She's not traveling out of necessity. She's not required to travel. She's not being forced to take these planes. These are traveling journeys she's choosing to make because she wants to go out and have the experiences and document it and be a travel influencer. Now, that is a want, not a fucking need. She's not going to drop dead if she doesn't get to go fly places. There's a very realistic chance that her lifestyle and her permissive, whining, puling, tell me I'm okay even though I'm a lazy piece of shit 
approach towards life is going to kill her. That's a lot more likely to kill her than not being able to fly somewhere in comfort for the same price as a skinny person. It's not discriminatory practices to say, since you're taking up two seats, these seats both need to be sold. You're going to pay for both seats. That's, that's not discriminatory. That's business. And again, particularly when you're addressing the fact that this is luxury usage, this is not a mandated thing. And her argument that of, well, I'm doing this because it's my job, because I'm being an influencer. No, you're making a choice to try and make a living documenting you doing shit you want to do. That's not a necessity. Again, it's a choice. It's a choice you've made. Just like you made a choice to be a fucking land whale. I mean, when you've got fucking king seals looking at you going, bitch, you need to slow down. That should tell you something. Now, I'm very irritated that Southwest has knuckled under and caved into these land whales and said, if you're a fat fuck and you're willing, I'm paraphrasing, of course, this is not the official press release language, but they basically said, if you're a fat fuck and you are too goddamn big to fit your wide ass into one seat and you have to take up a second seat, you can apply for this form and you can get a refund for that second seat. We will comp you that second seat because it's not fair that your fat ass has taken up two seats and you don't and you have to pay for two seats. You should be able to get one ticket because you're still just one person and you're still just going one place. The fact that you're putting more strain on the engines than the other people, that's irrelevant. The fact that you're taking up more fucking real estate in a limited um, environment, that's not the problem. The problem isn't you. The problem is it's not fair that you're still just one person, and one person going one place should have to pay the same as everybody else. Now, maybe if you're getting shipped as cargo, you know, that would make sense. But even then, even if you mail a fucking letter, you still pay by the ounce because heavier things require more resources to move them. The end. So, yeah, Southwest knuckled under. If you're a, if you're a regular commuter, I really encourage you to fly a different airline. Uh, tell them, you know, the whole go woke go broke thing. I I generally prefer not to actively call for boycotts of things. Uh, I prefer to let the market deal with these kinds of things. But this one's just fucking stuck in my craw. In case you can't tell, it's one of the biggest problems I have with modern woke, just everybody gets a fucking trophy culture is this shit where it is literally detrimental to your quality of life and your health, your overall well-being, to be this kind of fucking idiot. To say you need to be accommodated and you need to be accepted and you need to be told you're good enough how you are, when how you are is literally killing you. It's putting more strain on your heart, it's fucking up your arteries you don't get to be that fucking big through no fault of your own i mean very few medical cases come along where people have you know hypothyroidism people have legitimate mental conditions you can get a tumor on your pituitary gland that'll make your fucking body go all funhouse mirror and blow the fuck up there are legitimate medical concerns the vast majority of these fucks, especially the ones that are out here like, I'm young and I'm I'm 900 pounds, but you need to love me for, and tell me I'm pretty the way I am, because it's through their own negligence, their own self-neglect, their own fucking piss-poor lifestyles and shitty life choices that they get in these positions, and they want to be accommodated by society. They want to be told it's okay. And the problem is, we have an entire generation that's getting told this shit, so now they think it's normal. And... The, the part that really gets me is the same broad. Now, the fact that one of these airlines caved and said, yes, you know what? We're going to accommodate you and the rest of the fucking land whales. They're going to have, they're, 
the 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 airline's not going to cut their own throats. They're not going to damage their own bottom line. What they're going to do is they're going to start building extra fees into everybody else's ticket prices to offset the chance, not even the guarantee, but the chance that some fat fuck is going to want a free seat. So everybody else on the plane's ticket's going to go up. And the cost of gas isn't going down. The cost of jet fuel definitely isn't going down. But they're still going to be using the same amount of jet fuel if that was two people or one person. But now they're only getting paid for one seat. But they still got two people's worth of fat ass in those seats. So, again, the, the, the airline's not going to cut their own throat. They're not going to slice their own profits. No, they're going to make everybody else have to pay more. So this puling, whining, fat fuck of a spoiled child has now caused everyone else who is traveling for whether it be business or leisure or whatever, they're now all going to get a little bit extra taken out of their pockets to accommodate her fucking selfishness and her fucking unreasonable attitude that she deserves the same thing as everybody else, regardless of the fact that for her to get the same thing as everybody else costs more. Now, the problem with this is this delusional bitch, now she thinks she won and she's going to be able to keep doing this. I shit you not, I have seen another post from this girl talking about hallways in hotels are too small. And the problem is there are people that will go out there and back up this bullshit mentality. And she's talking about how the beds aren't strong enough to and in hotels. The hallways aren't wide enough. And she's talking about like places in Europe, buildings that are older than like her entire bloodline in some cases probably. Oh, well, these hallways are too narrow. I can't comfortably get in here. Bitch, those buildings were built for when people were a third of your size. They're not going to remodel the buildings so you can wedge your fat ass in there. And the fact that she has it in her head to start demanding, oh, well, these businesses need to be more accommodating for plus-size people, you know, the fucking high-calorie human beings that are out here fucking taking up space and breathing heavy from a fucking walk from their fucking car to the fucking door. It's just utter... And, again, I know some of us out here are heavier. Some of us out here have been guilty of this ourselves, but it's the attitude behind it that burns me. If if you're a plus-size individual, to put it nicely... Because if you're listening to me, I'm going to assume you're at least a halfway decent human being. You have some sort of quality of character and content, which would probably make you want me want to like you. And, and again, like I said, I myself am a very large individual. I have been for pretty much my entire adult life. But it went from being large as in being muscular and, and you know, having some self-respect to I got really fucking fat. And... Honestly, at my heaviest, I was literally within spitting distance of 500 pounds. I was miserable. Everything hurt. My joints hurt. My fucking flesh hurt. Like, I, my skin was all stretched out. Because part of what got me to that condition, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I've talked about this or not. I honestly, I'm not mentally tuned in to, to speak on this as like, oh, well, I've said this before. No, they've, something went wrong in my internal system. My my thoracic cavity was full of fucking fluids which was compressing my heart and my lungs and making me extremely lethargic and unable to move which compounded the generally piss poor lifestyle that i lived from my early 20s into my mid 30s basically where i was not eating properly i was not taking good care of myself i was 
living on, you know, stimulants and fucking nicotine basically, and drinking way more than I should have been drinking, uh, for any reasonable human being, you know, being a functional alcoholic for years, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not one of the people who gave up drinking completely. I don't drink nearly like I used to, uh, every once in a while I might overdo it a bit, but I've, I've learned to, uh, control it more, I guess. I, I, I didn't have to go completely dry. Uh, I still like to have a couple drinks here and there, but not to the extent where like I was at a point, I was drinking like a bottle of vodka a day, smoking two packs of cigarettes, living on the calories from liquor and like a cheesesteak. <laughs> so, you know, not a good place to be health wise. And I paid the consequences for that. I got into a condition where I literally had a doctor sit me down and go, look, dude, you're going to die. If you don't change your behavior, if you don't change the way you're living your life, you are going to fucking die. You're not going to see your grandkids get born. You're going to be gone. And that's what I needed to hear. Now, these fat fucks, you tell them, hey, you're going to die. You're going to die young. You're not going to live a high quality life. And, you know, there's people out there, oh, well, how do you measure the quality of life by the number of years you get? Well, it's not just the number of years you get. It's the quality of the life you have during those years. And as somebody who got too morbidly obese and holy shit, it's coming straight towards us. I can tell you the quality of life when you're in that condition is not as good as these assholes are trying to convince themselves it is. They may think they're out here living their best life because they eat whatever they want and they drink whatever they want and they go wherever they want and they do whatever they want. That's not living for the long term. That's living a destructive childish mindset. That is hedonism gone awry because it does not benefit you in the long run. One of the things I saw, uh, I'm actually kind of trying to take a little bit of a hiatus from social media for the rest of the year, I think. Just because it's, I, I'm trying to get my health back, but I need to get some of my mental health back. And, uh, I made an announce or a little post about it in one of the uh, podcast groups I'm in and we'll see how well I hold to it because I, I'm a creature of habit like everybody else. So I may be right back on Twitter in the next day or so, but, uh, I'm going to try and take a breather from it. But one of the things I saw is this article came out saying uh, it's from Daily Mail Health, uh, which is a whole nother thing. Daily Mail is you know, how serious to take it. But uh, it's a story about four social media influencers that were in the obesity, like pro-obesity. Ob How's the headline go? Four social media influencers who were swept up by a movement that claims obesity is perfectly healthy. The truth of the matter is they're all dead. Four of them drop dead all under the age of 45. So now statistically, I've already got these four fat fucks beaten, but these were like, and I, I've seen all of them from the picture in the article. I don't know any of them. I, cause these are not the kind of people I follow. There are some actually people I follow on social media that are, or, you know, morbidly obese like myself. You know what the th difference is? Every single one of them is trying to do something about it because they all had that aha moment that this is going to fucking kill me. These four fat fucks were out here. Oh no, it's perfectly healthy to be a fucking land whale. It's perfectly healthy to have so many chins that I can't speak clearly because I am unable to completely actuate the motion of my jaw 
So everything I say sounds like I have a speech impediment. It's not that I have an actual speech impediment. It's that I'm too fat to fucking talk. And I'm still out here on social media pushing my bullshit and telling people, oh, you can live your best life and you can be fucking ridiculously overweight. You can have a head that's so fucking swollen. It looks like the, you were, somebody should be saying, he can't see without his glasses. Yeah, you look that fucking swollen. And so, yeah, four of these people are fucking dead. Under 45, so younger than me, I won. Um, but And I'm not trying to dance on their graves. I'm not trying to celebrate. I, I wish they would have listened to somebody smarter than the people who told them, yeah, you're right, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're, yeah, go be fucking morbidly obese. The reason morbid is in that description is because it is fatal. And they, these are people out here who are trying to rebrand this as, oh, no, it's perfectly healthy. The science is wrong. Society is wrong for telling you you can't be fat and healthy. No, physiology says you can't be fat and healthy. And, of course, there are always exceptions to the rule. There are people that are out there that are massively, massively huge individuals that, for all intents and purposes, are perfectly healthy. I went to high school with a dude who was fucking gigantic. He was like 390 pounds as a senior in high school. He was one of the fastest, strongest motherfuckers I've ever met in my life in person. Now, that's, you know, he kind of a freak to the exception of the rule and all that other shit. And was massively active. He was built like one of those strongman fuckers. You know, the guys who are, they look like they're fat, but they're literally solid fucking muscle. They, they're not built like ripped and lean. They have a little coating of fat on them because intramuscular fat helps in certain things. It's a fuel reserve. And it's, you know, you don't have to be super skinny. You don't have to be a fucking ultra-athletic gazelle motherfucker. Not everybody is going to be the same. And you can accept that, and you can be positive in the terms of accepting who you are and your physical limitations without saying it's okay to be a fat, lazy piece of shit. And that's the key word, the lazy part about it, the entitled part about it, the I'm going to do whatever I want and indulge every desire I have and not do anything to offset those patterns that will help prolong my health and keep me healthy. When you are just going to eat 7,000 fucking calories a day and sit around and do fuck all with your life because breathing's hard, because you're fat, because you can't you don't have the range of mobility because you're fucking fat because you can't close your hand because your fingers have gotten so fat that your little sausagey digits can only wrap around the handle of a fucking fork. Well, yeah, you're going to face bad consequences for that. And the fact that the same day I, well, actually, no, I'm sorry. The day after I find out about the airlines caving in to uh, the fat chick, I read this article saying these four fat influence, fat positivity motherfuckers all ate it before they hit 45. Like I said, I don't follow these people, so I didn't know they dropped dead until I saw this article. I, like I said, I recognize their faces. I couldn't tell you their names. I'm not mourning their loss. I am kind of of the pragmatic, like when you see some dumb motherfucker hanging out of the side of a car that's doing donuts in the middle of traffic and then somebody else T-bones the fucking car because they're doing donuts and there's some one dumb motherfucker that gets smushed in between the two cars. Yeah, that's kind of natural selection. We kind of need more of that, I think. So I'm not trying to you know, glorify the fact that these fucks are dead. I, what I'm saying is it's a natural consequence of their own piss-poor lifestyles. It's, you know, consequences happen. 
hopefully, since these were a bunch of fat, positive influencers who were trying to teach other people it's perfectly okay to let yourself get into this state, maybe this will drive home the message. I mean, now, I have a certain lack of faith in humanity that's going to say, no, people are going to look at that and they'll go, well, they died doing what they love, being fat. So... It's man, this is really stuck in my craw for some reason. And, and yeah, maybe it's partly too because it's like, yeah, I'm busting my ass trying to get my health back, to get into shape, to live a long and fruitful life because I want to see my grandkids. I want to see what comes next. I have this curiosity just to find out how it's going to fucking play out, you know? That's not going to be satisfied from beyond the fucking grave. I don't care what spiritual thing you look into. I don't see how whatever comes next could be nearly the same as being here for what happens. Maybe, man, maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I'm completely off the mark. Um, you know, it's not, that's not my wheelhouse. I have my thoughts. I have my beliefs and they're not really to a certain degree. I have hopes it would be really interesting to find out what comes next and, you know, next great adventure and all that shit. But that doesn't mean I'm rushing to fucking meet it. I'm not afraid to die, but I'm in no hurry to do it either. And subsequently, I'm not going to be partaking in activities that compound the likelihood of that any more than is necessary. Yeah, I'll still have a few cocktails, but I don't get behind the wheel and drive. That's stupidly compounding the possibility of, you know, death. End of end of learning, end of growth, end of knowledge. And so, yeah, I get, like I said, I, I ultimately, I I'm really disappointed in Southwest for caving to this stupid social media influencing nonsense because apparently corporations don't fucking learn that the very vocal minority really doesn't pay the fucking bills. You, you, you cater to the 1% of the people out there that fit X, Y, and Z box. You alienate the other 99% of your client base. It never ends well. And companies just don't seem to be learning their lessons. They're doubling down on this DEI shit. And it's coming back to bite them over and over again, but they don't learn. And they don't learn from other companies' mistakes. Like, they think it's somehow going to hit differently for them. But, yeah, anyway, I'm I'm kind of running out of steam again. But look at this. We're at almost an hour. So if you're still listening to me and you've hung on this long, thank you. I appreciate your attention. I appreciate your, uh, your support just because, unless you're spite listening to me, in which case you're still supporting me because love me or hate me, I'm still on your mind. And at neener, neener, fucking neener. But I digress. Um, yeah, uh, we're at a point where society's getting dumb, but the dumb people are starting to kind of be weeded out by their stupidity. And it's, it's I don't know. We're, we're in for a bumpy couple of years, regardless of how things keep going. So take care of each other. Be good to each other. Teach, teach your kids. Teach other people's kids if, if you can manage without getting, you know, Chris Hansen or anything like that. But it's uh, it's all we can do. we got to look out for each other. we got to do better. we got to be better. It's the only way we're going to get through this because uh, the powers that be, are they're, they're not working in our best interest. We're going to have to work for ourselves and let the herd thin itself uh, organically, I guess. And I guess for now, that's pretty much what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show.
buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.